and we're in Wexford at the Maldron Hotel this morning following yesterday afternoon's fire at the General Hospital nearby. This led to a major emergency incident being declared and the evacuation of all 207 patients and staff. Now the positive news here is that no injuries, not even smoke inhalation, were sustained by patients, staff or firefighters and the fire was contained within hours. But the hospital is now closed. No outpatient appointments over the next two days and no emergency department. What happens next week is still unclear. Throughout the programme, we'll be talking to the HSE, Health Minister Stephen Donnelly, as well as local representatives here in Wexford and Waterford. But first, our South East correspondent Conor Kane was an early arrival at the scene. He spoke first to the families of patients. Well, I was in there earlier on when the fire started and uh, I helped the mover down to the secure unit they have down here. I think it's designed for, that seemed to be anyway, they seemed to seal up the whole room and they seemed to push all the emergency patients in there. So now she's comfortable down here in a, a unit that they use during the day. I think that's what the nurse said. They use it during the day for uh, patients coming in from nursing homes and all. So they've cleared them back to the nursing homes and they've put them... They put my mother and other patients like her in there, sort of. What's it been like over the last few hours for you? Like it is now, we're just waiting, and my sister's coming in now with stuff for the mother because I don't think I don't think she got a lot to eat today. She they give her yogurt or something. But other than that, I think myself now things are settling down now, and everything is looking. They're busy enough in there. I can see if you go in there yourself, they're running around like. But it seems to be settled down there. I was here earlier on, it was, that was about four o'clock. I was in the ward looking out at the smoke coming out. So they sealed the ward first, but uh, it seemed to be quite down. They're still busy in there, but it's, they were running in all directions. But in fair play to them now, I'll give them, their, I'll give them it to them. They had everything well organised. The staff are carrying on as normal and they're being very good and they're looking after us with whatever they can do, like uh, sandwiches and coffee and bottles of water and They've signs up not to open the windows because it was a bit smoky earlier on. It was smelly and you could feel the thing in your eyes. But apart from that, it's kind of business as usual. Like they're, they're keeping calm and they're not reassuring people. And they're not really telling elderly people exactly what's going on because a lot of them are in with dementia type, you know. I suppose a relief that no one has been injured yeah. in the fire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was scary and you know, coming in and not not knowing if I was going to be actually let in, you know, because my son is disabled, so he can talk, but he can't communicate well enough, you know. So he wouldn't have understood if he was if he was moved out of here and where he was going, and he would have been very upset, you know. But no, he's fine. He has his his iPad with Disney on, and he's happy. Families of patients there. Now, these nurses that you're about to hear, they didn't want to be named. They were working in the hospital yesterday when the fire broke out. It is a um, chaotic and frightening experience to be here, but all of the staff here managed to work hand in hand and move patients safely to the safe area. So far, so good. We're holding it forth. And that's the actual main thing, that the patients are actually safe. Mm and the staff are safe and we've worked as a really, really good team. Fair play to everybody. And while it's obviously been a very worrying experience, you must be relieved that no one has been injured as a result of the fire. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I say, you know, the communication between all the staff and everything and just through, you know, just everybody communicating really well, we, we, we got there and uh, just fair play to everybody. Firefighter Colin McGrath was on the scene as well. 
been difficult at times, yeah, but we uh, got the fire under control pretty quick. Just initially uh, setting up um, procedures and things like that, it just took us a bit of time to get it under control, but we have it under control now, and it's uh, just it's extensive enough. And obviously a lot of damage done, but a relief that there's no injuries. A lot of damage done, yeah, no injuries, which is great. Out of uh, 207 patients, no injuries or smoke inhalation, so that's job well done. And what's next over the next hours and days here? Uh, we'll keep an eye on it here just to make sure we don't have a, a, an, an ignition. And Conor Kane, our South East correspondent, is with me now. And I'll be joined shortly by Ray Murphy, the Deputy Chief Fire Officer here in Wexford. Conor, you, you arrived uh, relatively early in the evening. Describe what it was like when you got here. Yes, Mary. Well, we had been getting calls and messages from people from about four o'clock onwards, shortly after the fire itself broke out, to tell us what was going on. And it seemed from early on that there was a significant blaze underway at Wexford General Hospital and certainly in parts of the properties there on the campus. So I arrived shortly after five o'clock and it was indeed clear at that stage that a serious incident was unfolding, Mary. Uh, you could see a lot of smoke coming from the top of two of the buildings in the hospital and obviously then a lot of people from the emergency services and emergency service units were on the scene already and had been there since shortly after the fire broke out and the alarm was raised. There were uh, several uh, units from the County Wexford Fire Service, up to eight uh, in all, I believe, and including a water tanker and a high-reach unit. And also um, a lot of ambulances had already arrived at the scene, both obviously some ambulances based at Mm -hmm. Wexford General Hospital, but ambulances started arriving from other hospitals as they probably knew at that stage that patients would have to start being moved at an early stage. Gardaí were directly traffic and there were also staff and management from Wexford County Council uh, whose offices indeed are very close to Wexford General Hospital and people were advised from an early stage not to come near the hospital uh, because they would be diverted away and there would be no admissions at that stage and also people living in the area were advised to keep their windows and doors shut because of the smoke. The smoke could be seen coming from the top of the buildings from the early evening and for a number of hours while the fire was being brought under control and also uh, people could smell the smoke in the area. It is, uh, if people know it, quite a long building and the fire was in the the right-hand side of the building as you move towards Wexford Town. But at what point did you become aware, Connor, that a decision had been taken to close the entire hospital? Within an hour or so, they had decided to evacuate a number of wards, um, including the uh, ICU, because of smoke and water damage which had been caused. And then uh, it was clear that critical systems were down at the hospital. So a decision was made, I believe, around six o'clock or sometime after six Mm o'clock in consultation between the fire service and the HSE, hospital management and so on, to evacuate the entire hospital. And obviously that was going to be and already had started to be a major operation. Mm -hmm. 207 patients had to be taken out of the hospital and brought and that's still underway. And that is still ongoing this morning and brought to hospitals in in Waterford, Kilkenny uh, and in the general area. That's your understanding? That's right. I believe a lot of people have been brought to uh, University Hospital Waterford, St Luke's and Kilkenny, also hospitals in Dublin such as St Vincent's and the Matter, Cork as well and also Nursing Home Ireland have also offered some of their properties owned by their members across Waterford and Wexford and throughout the region. So it is really a case of uh, getting people to where they can be brought. Uh, Connor, would you mind making way there and Ray Murphy, who's the Senior Assistant Chief Fire Officer with the Fire Services, is here with us as as well. And Ray, thank you very much for for joining us here in the Maldron this morning. Uh, Describe to me what happened from your point of view when your people got here. 
So we got the call shortly before uh, 4 p.m. yesterday evening, so we sent over the, uh, the normal predetermined resources to assess the situation and realised very quickly that it was a larger incident than we uh, would normally respond to. So we mobilised several addition, additional uh, appliances and eventually ended up with seven fire appliances and uh, three specials that included two high-rich appliances and a water tanker. So it was a fire in a plant room on the roof of a key area within the hospital. So it's a central stair and lift tower. And close to the accommodation or yes, close to the wards? Yes, so adjoining that was three ward blocks. And, uh, Including a maternity uh, ward, right? Yes, it was. And so there was maternity and uh, paediatrics. Uh, we had St Mary's ward and also ICU and there was also St Pat's ward. And the issue here is that it was a central hub to joining all those wards, bringing all those wards together. And the key equipment uh, and plant was up on top of the roof of that uh, particular area. And uh, I'll talk about the evacuation of those immediate wards in a moment, but what was in that plant room? What key equipment is there? So it was a rooftop plant room with, it would have heating system, uh, uh, ventilation, air conditioning. There was also gas and oxygen equipment. So you had flammable equipment, flammable yeah, well, material there? Certainly there would be flammable materials and uh, a lot of plant to be very, very safe when it's operating under normal conditions and particularly when it's on the roof, you wouldn't Expect the, be expecting any particular issues mm. with the plant itself, but obviously so, something caused the fire. A- any idea what might have happened there? So I expect it was a piece of equipment. Now I'm not sure which piece w- would have started the fire, but a piece d- of. D- and do you mean an electrical fault yeah, within so, that equipment? so maybe a pump, or it could have been a mortar or a belt or something to that okay. effect. But that still remains to be S- analysed. So you had to, to move fast and make quick decisions around uh, trying to get that fire under control, but also getting the patients out. So, from the beginning, the incident commander was assessing it. So, we do a dynamic risk assessment when we, when we arrive in the scene. And just to focus on the actual seat of the fire, where the fire is, and then what resources are required then to uh, uh, get to the seat of that fire and mm-hmm. eventually extinguish it. So, we mobilised the, res- the resources, but we realised quickly that the fire had spread from the roof area down into a cavity. So, there was like maybe a 300 to a 500 millimetre cavity under the uh, roof. But uh, the uh, maintenance staff there very quickly pointed out to me mm-hmm. when I was assessing the building that underneath that was a, a compartment floor. So compartment floors are uh, construction that are built to stop the spread of fire. Okay. And uh, I was very pleased to see it, I must say. But they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. The compartment floor stops fire from spreading to the rest of the building. Also, along there, you'd expect there'll be cavity barriers. So about every 25 metres, depending on the building, there's going to be a cavity barrier. So we know this. And they were in place? They were in place and we're expecting then that we're dealing with a compartment fire. We're dealing with a fire in a particular area based on the construction and we expect that a hospital will be constructed to a very high standard so we're depending on these fire safety features to be in place. I know, but how were. old is the building? Now I'd expect the building dates back well back to the, uh, to the uh, 60s and 70s yeah. in the particular block we were in. I can't exactly say but it was a fairly modern construction. Okay, okay. Uh, you got the patients out. Um, were people frightened? 
They were. I think the staff in particular were being evacuated and I met a few doctors and a few nurses and all the general staff outside and I suppose the first thing is is there is confusion. There is no doubt about it and even from a fire service point of view when we arrive, like it becomes chaotic very, very quickly while we're trying to find a seat of the fire, while we're trying to assess who's at risk and what's at risk and particularly with a critical piece of infrastructure like a hospital that's serving the whole region, like we use it ourselves on, a, on an almost monthly basis or daily basis and they do everything from uh, prenatal to maternity and end of life services so and everything in between. So from a fire service point of view it's very important that we'd have pre-incident planning done so we would have been there in the past, we're familiar with the with the uh, building, we're familiar with the with the staff as well and they have a very strong fire safety team in Wexford General Hospital mm. as well. Now of course the water that you have to use to extinguish fire is going to cause damage. That, that, just, that just is what happens. Uh, but uh, in your estimation, how much damage is caused to the hospital? Now, from my own experience of uh, being part of the incident management yesterday, is that the damage is... It's, it's medium and to small even. I, I wouldn't consider it any large damage whatsoever. Uh, it's very fine, refined to a small area within the hospital. For such a large, complex building, it's a central stair block and tower with a lift shaft and mm-hmm. some, some services that the extent of the damage from the fire is small. You, so I, I see. could the hospital be back up and running? I would expect within, very soon. I within days, it, weeks? Uh, no, they can certainly start getting back up and running in days, but obviously to get, get the, the 207 patients back, Again, it's going to take probably weeks and months, but I can see the hospital turning this around, certainly in the next couple of days, they're going to start pulling uh, the uh, building together again. That's very good news for, for, for people and people in Wexford. Ray Murphy, Senior Assistant, Chief Fire Officer with the Fire Services. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us.